Hello and welcome back to the Raining Opinions Podcast. This is Crystal. And this is Carmen. And we are back. Yes. Carmen, Mm -hmm. we have a topic. Yes, we do. But I have a few questions. You know, my memory works, right? (laughs) So I remember in one of our conversations the last time we met, you said we had to talk about Oprah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to talk about her. So I was intrigued that day. And so I want to know exactly why do we need to talk about Oprah? Okay, so if my memory's serving me correctly, because I don't have the stuff in front of me because I'm trash, um, <clears throat> she is doing a documentary or expose, something to that effect, on Russell Simmons. And if you remember, Russell Simmons was caught up in the whole um, Me Too Me Too movement, and he ran off to Indonesia, and his ass been there ever since. And he signed off his businesses to somebody else. All yeah. that jazz, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't have extradition whatevs and so russell wrote like a post uh on i guess oprah or own one of their instagram pages posted that they were going to do this expose he put a long comment he was like i'm disappointed mm-hmm. and and it was he was disappointed because he feels that and i agree kind of that oprah is always on the front lines of emasculating or dehumanizing or cutting the knees from under black men. Okay. All right. I lump her in with the Tyler Perry's because, you know, I've always said that Tyler Perry hate black women. And I feel like Oprah Winfrey does hate black men because she was on the front lines of uh, chopping Michael Jackson down, knowing that these guys were sketchy from the gate Okay. She's doing this with Russell Simmons. She's got ties with Trump. She has never publicly denounced Trump, but you see tons of pictures from back in the early 90s where it looks like they're probably like friends. At one point, he said if he was ever president, <laughs> he would run. He would want her to be his running mate. You see what I'm saying? So it, it got me to thinking, and it's not a thought that I hadn't had before in that Oprah is not for us. And Oprah ain't been for us. I won't go as far as saying she's not for us. I think she's just split on that us. I think she's for black women, but not for, but not for black, not for the black women here in America, not for the black women here. She'll, she'll dump millions and billions and she can, let me preface this. She can do whatever she wants with her money. Mm -hmm. That check is signed to Oprah Winfrey. She can do with it what she wants. But usually what she wants is for African women or, you know, Central American women. Very rarely, unless I'm not, you know, diving into my sources as I should. I don't see her doing a lot for the black women here. Well, I mean, you may have very valid points because I just don't watch Oprah that hard. I know she does have the school in Africa. Mm-hmm. And a so of them. therefore, I didn't know she had more than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um I know, therefore, you know, it's for the, you know, the African young ladies. And they ladies. need it. And, I mean, they, and they needed it. We're and not it, oppressed, and you know, some, scholastically here. So I get it. Right. So it's something that came about when she was, you know, hanging with uh, Mandela or mm-hmm, whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I feel like she bit off more than she can chew when she brought this idea up. You know, Possibly. You know, and but, you know, she, she was trying to impress him. Yeah. And so she ended up <laughs> actually having to build a school, you know. And so I feel oh, like it's something Lord like Jesus. that that happened. But whatever. But, you know, like, so I feel like she's more worldly than she is, you know, for, you know, where she comes from. Yeah. And I, and I think that's something that happens when people have a lot of money. They start to judge um, 
when and how they feel about like the people in the United States. Yeah. Like they feel like there is so much access to people in the United States. So they should help underprivileged countries altogether because underprivileged countries have underprivileged people. So let's just focus on them. The people in the United States, they have what it takes to be okay. Right. And and I think that's allegedly, that's what, (laughs) that's what a lot of them do when they get to thinking about adoption when they think about like giving money and, you know, giving back and things like that, they take it on a more worldly, you know, they take it, they take it there. Yeah. Right. And, you know, while I feel like that gives them more charitable points or whatever. Mm -hmm. Tax write off for sure. I get it. Yeah. But people back home be like, but you, you got people that, you know, personally that, you know, probably could use your help, but it's like you, you want to help people that you feel like, and you can, and she can do that. Don't get. I'm me not saying wrong. she can't. Yeah, but she, it looks crazy. Can do that. But you know, I, <laughs> to I, me, to me, I feel like we can, you know, go through anybody we know, rich or you know, poor, mm-hmm. and and look at what they do and how they spend and criticize everyone. Absolutely, I feel like we could do that. We would not be in full support of all of their spending decisions. So Oprah is no different or whatever. I guess just because she's famous and she has this major platform that if she wanted to be more useful to the the Americans or mm-hmm. the black women or the black men in America that she should do better. I, I do get the criticism most often from about Oprah is the fact that it's like she's not for black people it's mm-hmm. like you know and i mean you know ultimately black people not making money moves like oprah want to make a uh, money moves i feel like you know oprah is always trying to figure out how to increase her dollar and you and know I ain't mad at it. and you know she because she's worldly worldly her dollar seems to be going towards people who ain't got no ties to america but mm. like i'm not I, I feel like we can criticize anybody. She's not somebody right. I'm interested in really criticizing. I do not like that she's doing the expose on uh, Russell Simmons yeah. when she could easily be doing the expose on Harry Weinstein. And look, can we touch on Harry Weinstein for two, <laughs> two, two seconds? Two seconds. Since she know him so well. Got Harry, Harvey. He said Harry. He, he, Harry. <laughs> Harvey got the Harry slime ball. Got the white man audacity to put. He put it somewhere. I don't even know. I'm not citing sources because I'm trash. But he was like, I helped way more women than I hurt. And I said, the gall, sir. Assault is assault. I don't give a damn if you did it to one or a thousand. And then I also had a question. I've been seeing a lot of pictures of him in the news lately. Where the fuck this walker come from? Mm-hmm. He got a walker now. Um, you know, now one, your back one, was straight and your shoulders were square when this shit first started, but now you got a walker and you looking all decrepit. Let's let's just keep it real. Once you get held accountable for your negative actions, it it can be debilitating. I'm just, just sucking saying, the life right out of I'm you. I'm saying, like, look at how <laughs> Autumn uh, Cosby just start losing sight. You know, just I can't. You know, it's like the sight just got sucked out of him. Like he couldn't. It was blurry. He was sucking on them J-Lo pudding pops. Listen, all I know, <laughs> all I know is that when they get held accountable for their bad actions, mm. things just start happening whether they're... Did you ever see the movie Rapunzel? The cartoon? Yeah, like the animated uh-huh, Rapunzel. Uh-huh. Okay, so remember the spell that she put on Rapunzel? Was it was it Tangled or Rapunzel? Tangled, but okay, okay, it, okay. Rapunzel yeah, was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. My bad. I want to make sure Sorry. I saw the one you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I hate Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Entangled, 
you know the the evil lady mm-hmm. but when she chopped her hair off she turned into a hag and, and dried up and was stardust okay disintegrated this is what happened mm-hmm. to harvey weinstein yeah yeah somebody yeah. cut the golden hair mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just like, and the chickens are coming home to roost there yeah and yeah girl the walker took me down i couldn't help girl don Imus died now who is don Imus? nappy headed <sighs> hoes you don't remember don Imus? sorry to this man i don't know him <laughs> He was a shock jock on the radio. Okay. And he's very racist. Okay. And he, and and he called somebody nappy-headed. He called, uh, I can't remember what school, but it was a college basketball oh, okay. team, the ladies. Gotcha. And he called them a bunch of nappy-headed hoes. Gotcha. But he dead now. Good riddance. Dust be done you. <laughs> in the words of Samuel L. Jackson. And I hope they burn in hell. Listen, you know, <laughs> condolences um, to the people who love you know, for him, for people who loved him. Somebody loved him. And, you know, and they care about, you know, the dead or whatever. You know, no shade, no death shade, you know. Shout out to Baby Boy Podcast. You know, you know, you know, God rest his soul or whatever. But, you know, it's kind of hard to authentically be, you know, concerned with somebody who's no longer here that caused more problems, you know. I'm just saying. So, okay. But we went off on all types of tangents. We did, we did. That's how I feel about Oprah. Um, She can give out as many calls as she wants. But I just feel like she, I hate that she's always the first to jump at, you know. And, you know, for for me, I feel like, you know, her and Gail, while while we know Oprah is making so much more money than Gail. Can can we shout out to Gail? Because, I mean, she rode a coattail, baby. She rode a coattail all the way up. You know, you know, it is not (laughs) as a black woman. I, it is not, um, my desire to pick on point out, you know, the mistakes of other black women in power. Right. Mm. But what I will say is, you know, if you got to ride a coattail, I mean, that's the one to ride. That's the one to ride. But I feel like. Shout out to Aladdin. But I feel like there's still like, even though Oprah gives Gail all kinds of credit of being the best person she knows and being her best friend and all that good stuff. I feel, I still feel like there's like a friendly rival when there shouldn't be. Oprah is Mm. clearly making all the dollars. Okay. All All of of them. them, Okay. (laughs) And it's like, you know, Gail gets this interview with R. Kelly and then here comes the Michael Jackson one. That was a bunch of bullshit. And now now this Russell Slimmer one is like, Oprah just needs to top everybody and everything all the time and and that's where i question her because i'm like you know what i'm never gonna say you tell you to stop making money i'm never gonna do that but what i do feel like is these celebrities start getting greedy mm. they get really really greedy they want to stay relevant but does oprah need to get greedy i don't think on the backs of us that there is no way for her to ever need another thing Child. ever I mean, unless the dollar just completely disintegrates and it, it is valueless, I'm pretty sure she still has other things to keep her wealthy. Honestly, right? Sell some of them vegetables out that day. Whatever gone. the case is, I feel like on, in, in anywhere we can look and find value, Oprah has it. Yeah. Right? But I, I just feel like she's really, really aggressive and doesn't care about who she steps on Mm-mm. to make sure she makes the money. If, and I was waiting for her to kind of maybe not issue an apology, but maybe acknowledge, you know, the fact that she probably put the cart before the horse with the whole Michael Jackson special, considering, you know, all the way up until it aired, a lot of people were like, these people are known liars. You know, a lot of their stories have been debunked by fact. And the fact that she still allowed them to use her platform to continue to spread whatever lies or get whatever check that they hope to get. I was like, you trash as fuck for this. 
But Michael ain't here to defend himself, so shit, what's she going to do? And yeah. if they can't get their shit together long enough to be like, try to put the kibosh on something. You see what I'm saying? So That's it's like. True. So it was, it's just free game, honestly. I guess. Know? But, um, you know, like I said, ultimately, I feel like Oprah is, you know, she's something to, the, to aspire to, to aspire to. But she's also somebody to, you know hold up all the mistakes you don't want to make mm, i agree if you if you ever make it to that level in because life. we're never going to take away from the doors that she's opened oh my god shout out to dr phil because okay. you owe your whole shit to her sir right <laughs> cash me outside mm. how about that mm-hmm. but um yeah i won't i won't take away the good things that she's done i just feel like in these last couple of years like five to seven years over been on some bullshit and I and Period. I and I appreciate her connections so much. I mean, like, cause you know, like my, we my, all know that you need connections in this world. I, pre- I appreciate her connections so much. Like, you know, I, I I admire her because of the story she's pulled out of people. You mm-hmm. know, I admire her for the door she opened. Like you've already said, I admire like the people that she attracts and get to have conversations with, and that I've been blessed from. Mm-hmm. You know, I admire that about her almost to the extent to where you don't want to criticize her, but nobody is above reproach. Yeah. So here we are. I mean, and Same. I don't I don't listen to her podcast, uh, the Super Soul podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to it, but I know a ton of people who do. Like uh, there's really there's some And they really, say that there are some phenomenal there interviews. Is some really good stuff. Yeah. Deep down within the Super Soul network. If you but listen you to know, all that stuff. I'm too petty to try to get to the root, so I'd be like, Yeah. We're yeah, you listen. know, hey, whatever, you know, whatever rocks your boat. But because of that type of thing, like I, I don't listen to the Masterclass one, but I do listen to the Super Soul. And because of that type of thing, you know, like I feel like I'll always have something for Oprah. Yeah. I will always be here for something in concerns of Oprah, you know. But it's also that thing where you're just like, was this the best decision? <laughs> Probably not. Was it? But you know, like we can criticize anybody, everybody at any point, you know, in their life or whatever. And I guess I am always going to um, look up to the people who made something out of nothing. For sure. So. And Oprah is that. Mm-hmm. I'll never take that away from her. Mm-hmm. But I, like I said, I just feel like over these last couple of years, you slip showing baby girl. Are just mistakes, just things that you didn't bit. think through, things you were short-sighted about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now we can move into our topic. I think, I think there might be <laughs> another turn or twist in this, in this episode. We don't know, but let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Okay. What are we talking about, Crystal? So um, I believe back in October, I was going through Instagram, just saving stuff that yeah. was like, you know, standing out to me. Or whatever. And there's this one that stood out that Carmen's about to read. And yes. you'll soon find out. So shout out to the poster. And yeah. Yes. This, the, the one who posted this was Shoot the Dancing Bear. I'm not sure who that is. Crystal may know. I don't. But it was a screenshot of a tweet from um, Simi Moonlight. Mm-hmm. And it says, the quote unquote, you attract what you are is a special kind of gaslighting used to convince people that the abuse they face or have faced is a direct result of their character. Read it again, Carmen. The quote unquote, you attract what you are is a special kind of gaslighting used to convince people that the abuse they face or have faced is a direct result of their character. Okay. All right. So, in simple, we've all heard somebody 
you attract the people into your lives. Mm. The people that you end up with are it's who you attracted. Mm. Now, apparently, Miss Semi Moonlight. Semi Moonlight is tired of it. She's fed up with this thing. <laughs> you know, she's apparently, you know, guessing here. Yeah. Not knowing her personally, putting ideas in her head and mouth or whatever. She's tired of it and she's attracted too many, you know, problematic people to where she just cannot assume or accept that she, in fact, is problematic and why so many problematic people are coming. And I guess when you think like that, you're kind of defeated. You know, like, man, if I'm this bad and I don't realize it, how am I ever going to attract good in my life? So I understand her issue and feeling gaslighted by the multitude who believes this idea. Right. Do you believe it? I believe it, but we'll get into it. Okay. We'll, we'll break it down a little bit better than her <laughs> post, but we'll break it down. But I, there, there is some truth here. It, it might not. Okay. It might not be. I feel, I feel triggered by this statement. Well, tell us why I'll you be feel honest. triggered. Let's tell us why. Because I have, you, you attract what you are. I've heard this and I think I started to, I do believe it. Mm-hmm. I have always said, um, I'm a I'm a magnet for unavailable men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe because that's what I secretly want is an unavailable man. Okay. Because Carmen isn't available. <laughs> Not emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Not emotionally, that's for damn sure, right? Okay. So, you know, I, I change every other day. I feel like one day I'm like, oh, boyfriend will be nice. And the next day I'm like, Where's the man repellent? I need, look, I need, <laughs> I need a double dose. Do you, you need okay. my cootie shot? You feel me? Mm-hmm. But um, for a while, there was about a year where I was like, I couldn't catch a break. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, really mm-hmm. trying, mm-hmm. a valiant effort before I moved to Dallas to really try to find someone, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I kept running into men who were unavailable, either financially unavailable, emotionally unavailable, logistically unavailable. And I feel like we have an episode coming up that kind of covers a little bit of being unavailable. I don't think we go into it deep, 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 but we touch base on it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and, and I was really thinking to myself, like, damn, like what's going on? So, you know, you try to change your mindset. Oh, universe, just send me someone that I like that's kind of cute and like we vibe and like let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And a guy will show up and he's married. Mm-hmm. Or a guy will show up and he's in the midst of a divorce. Or a guy will show up and he's got five kids. Or a guy will show up and I'm like, this not what I asked for though. <laughs> this not this not what I'm this not what I asked for. Okay. So me trying to get close to this person, it's like all of this shit's here to like prevent mm-hmm. me from. Oh, we've been separated for a while. I mean, that's cool, and we've all heard that bullshit. But it's like, where the paperwork, sir? Okay. You uh, know, so uh, it's like we uh, we don't want no paperwork. <sighs> I'm right there with you. I can't do this. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I yeah. So. <laughs> I was feeling, I feel it. Right. So here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Now you're attracting, you said it yourself. You were attracting people who were unavailable in some way, some form, some some fashion. fashion, Yeah. They were unavailable. But if you got down to the meat and potatoes of yourself, yeah, you were unavailable. I was, you had, you had, um, trauma to work through. Yeah. You had, um, trust issues to work through. A lot of them. Um, you just had, you, you, you had to get to, I had my own impediments. Yeah. You had, you, you (laughs) hadn't worked your way to Carmen yet. Yeah. And that was your way of distracting yourself. So you kept, 
attracting people who had their the, own impediments, their own blockages, <laughs> their own impediments that kept them from being a great partner right. to somebody truly right. and fully. Right. So while you didn't attract yourself exactly, uh-huh. your perfect match, yeah, you attracted a match mm. to your circumstance. Ah. Uh-huh. So. To this young lady. Semi Moonlight. We talking to you. Semi Moonlight. <laughs> so while you might not be abusive, Ooh. you may possess characteristics of someone who accepts abuse. You understand? Mm. Who uh, excuses abuse, who tolerates abuse. And the only thing you're going to attract is somebody who is about it who's for abuse you understand right so it's not like you're not the bad person you attract you're accepting of the energy the bad person of the bad person you attract mm. and that's what we don't realize like i have i have great friends who are great as far as i'm concerned right that will be wonderful mates you know to another person they would be awesome right but they're enablers mm. so BS knows where to find safekeeping. Child. You understand? BS knows where to find safekeeping. So if 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 you're not going to call it out and make it, you know, make it plain and say this is what you're gonna do and this is what you're not gonna do, mm. BS knows where to be. I'm gonna come over there because she's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna co-sign my BS. And she go co-sign. <gasps> I know who this person is. Who is this? Amber. Amber and Matt. Amber and Matt. Oh! From Married at First. Sweet girl. Sight. Serious about being wanting to be married. And, you know, here she was. She just, she had her, what was her issue? Abandonment. Abandonment issue. And who did she attract? The abandoner. The person who, <laughs> the person that really never had somewhere where he felt like he was at a home. Mm. Okay. When you have abandonment issues that you hadn't worked through, mm. you attract uh, you attract the floater. You know, <laughs> you you attract the Rolling Stone, if you will. Shit, whatever he lay his hat was his home. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. It, it it doesn't mean that you are a bad person because you are attracting bad people. Nine times out of ten, the people you attract aren't bad either. They just haven't unpacked and dealt with their issues. Mm. So your issues. I'm sorry, y'all. Dysfunction begets dysfunction. Child. We don't have to like it. It can make us mad. It's the way the it, world works. It can feel like <laughs> gaslighting. But it is what it is. She coming for your next semi-moonlight. I'm not. Really? <laughs> I, I would love to bring you clarity. I would love to give you some full moonlight. In fact, some sunlight if possible. Ooh, you Lord. understand? Some UV. Okay. <laughs> but I, I don't know you. And I assume you're a great person. And I feel like you bring up a valid point because I feel like too many people, mm-hmm. when they're attracting negativity, say, oh, I must be negative. No, 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 no. You're not a negative person. You just haven't dealt with your own stuff. Mm. Your own stuff. So when we find people, we, we, we you know, bam, we see them. They, they have issues. They're toxic. We have names for them. They're negative. They're problematic, mm. you know. And, and we got somebody to point at now. Yeah. And we're not dealing with none of us, child. We're not we're not dealing with none of the things that we bring. We're not we're not dealing with our uh our critical. Cause Crystal, let me tell you something. Crystal is critical. <laughs> Y'all I, I could be Crystal is perfect. Nope. 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 <laughs> Crystal is I am critical. All right. I um, you know, it comes from a good place. Yeah. But I will pick you 
apart. I know that's right. You you understand me? You understand? I'm gonna pick you apart. <laughs> and until you say crystal, I, I'm down to a fingernail. Mm. Okay? Could you please spare me so I can regroup? You know? Right. Can you please spare me? I'm like, you know what? You're right. I've been hovering and I've just been tearing you apart. Right. Then just picking you apart. I I will back up and let you regroup. Mm. And then see what I have. Right. Or whatever. So I understand that about myself. And so if I come to somebody who is, you know, who meets me at that critical place or somebody who can't accept criticism, Mm. that's what I attracted. Because, like, how am I going to learn? Right. How am I going to learn? How are you going to see? How are you going to see the issue if you don't meet your match? And people want their match. Let me tell you this. They want they want their match to be identical. They're two. They're stuck in that, you know, the match game when you're a kid and you're flipping, <laughs> you're flipping over cards and you're looking for the exact match or whatever. Right. Well, your match, your true match is somebody who is compatible for to you. So it's more like a puzzle oh. and less than a match game. Right. So everything that's wrong with them is right with you, but y'all going to help each other. And everything that's wrong with you is right with them, but y'all going to help each other. And that's why you can't be looking for perfection. Because if you're looking for your identical match, then you're just going to find yourself and you're not going to change. And trust, change is necessary. Child. Okay. What would I do if I found my identical match in male form? Repel, repel, repel. We'd repel, kill each other. Repel, repel, repel. <laughs> we would kill each impel, other. in fact. Repel and impel. <laughs> Listen, people don't realize that. Oh, my God. People don't realize that. People, people don't realize that. You do not want... Your identical self. Mm. You do not. There's, there will be some similarities. Y'all will have a lot in common. We want something in common, yeah, for sure. Y'all will, y'all will be able to relate on some levels, but not every level. Mm. You're not going to understand everything about them. You're not going to agree with everything about them. But see, but that's what that's where the lack of perfection comes in there and where you have to adjust and be accepting of people. But people don't want to hear that. Mm. They don't want to hear it. They want to avoid it at all costs. Child. But it's the truth. It's the real. <laughs> Shout out to Amanda Seals. Oh, why are we talking about her? <laughs> what she do this week? You know what? I was just telling my husband the other day of how great of an actor she must be, have to be, if she is so different from the person she plays on Insecurity to a sense. Mm. You know, like, because I feel like she's extremely judgmental in her character on uh, secu- Insecurity. Very. So that is the same. Child. But uh, as far as like her being more materialistic, um on the on the show and maybe she's not so materialistic in actuality but she she is still an annoying energy you know i used to love amanda seals i used because she spoke to me on like a level i was like yes call everyone out on their bullshit i love you got the right one (laughs) and then all of a sudden like she just became just she was feeling herself the worst you know and you know a lot of people would say she hates black men I agree. Um, <laughs> I agree. See, the difference between me and Amanda Seals is like, I detest most men. She mainly just detests black men. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, during my Christmas break in Houston, I was talking to my family, mainly my younger cousin, um, my my older cousin and her husband, and my sister. And we were just talking about like how black men come at black women because mm-hmm. one of my little cousins said something about black women and I just you know I didn't oh, I didn't I didn't tear him apart glad I wasn't there I just told him you know what this breaks my heart that I had anything to do with your upbringing <laughs> you know because <laughs> <laughs> because I would 
Why are you laughing? That was the nicest way of saying kiss my ass. <laughs> it breaks my heart that I had anything to do with this. But not claiming your ass. Let right me now. let me just say what I'm saying. So I'm just like, look, you you just we we black women have it hard, right? Mm. And you know, and then my my cousin is married to a Hispanic man, and he was like, well, I just think all women crazy, and I'm like, and I can get with that, right? We are all crazy. Men included, but I, I can respect a man that says all women are mm, crazy. Mm. But the ones that try to pinpoint a certain type of woman right. trouble me. Yeah. It, oh, it's the black women. They the problem, madam. Oh, just us. Okay. Child. Listen, the problem is you want to pinpoint You haven't us. been around any other type of woman to see what their problematic characteristics are. Listen, listen. I, all Dick I know head. is I, I, I feel good about men yeah. who can just say women. Yeah. If you can't just say women, I, I just need you to just go do some more research. Absolutely. You go see the world and go date a woman in every, you know, city and country. Be the United Nations like myself. Okay. And then <laughs> and then come back with your research, okay? Until then, just keep it shut, right? So it, it was that, that kind of thing. Like I you know what? We we all have issues. And I and I feel good about that concept. We all have issues. Men have issues, women have issues. We're none of us are devoid of issues. But people just want to pinpoint black women, and I do sure. not appreciate it. And I didn't realize, Carmen, I did not realize how how much of a fighter I am for this cause. Y'all ain't gotta date us. Y'all ain't gotta marry us. But y'all don't get to y'all don't get Come to attack over us. Come on to my side. They, they, Come y'all don't on get to over. attack us. Y'all don't get to make us, you know, feel worse than what we already feel. Like I, I get it. Like I I understand more so than anything today. While you know, black men have it hard as well. They have not had to adapt and get thick, thicker skin like black women have had mm. to. We have thick skin. Like, we can almost take any form, any sort of criticism and let it roll off our back like water because we've had to. Mm. Because we don't get to stop. We don't get to fall apart. We don't get to leave our families. We don't get to leave our children. You know, we, we, we have the responsibility and the accountability to sit there and make whatever happen and work for our children, our family. If, we, if this came out of our vagina, guess what? Child. This is, a, this is our responsibility. Now, I know that don't mean... That's not for every woman, but I know for the bulk of the women who have children, there is something in them that said, at least let me provide for this child to the best of my ability, right? Unless they just went through some traumatic experience and they just, they're not mentally there, Mm. right? And we know that happens too. But for the the multitude of black women, the bulk of us are there for our children. Now, we might not do a great job 100% of the time. That's true. And we all go make mistakes. Some of us make bigger mistakes than others. And we, we leave damaging, you know, Right. Damaging effects on, you know, the children that we leave behind or whatever, but we did our best. Yeah. And that's what I'll say. I feel like a lot of us have a hard time accepting that somebody's crap was their best. But, you know, I say all of the time they on the totem pole of life, black women are at the bottom. We we just are. Period. We just are. We don't want to be there. <laughs> we're working to get, we, we, we're, we're really trying to move up. We would love to move up, but there's so much weight, you mm. know, and people who refuse to, you know, to like lower themselves. And I feel like black men and white women are fighting for the same spot. Hey, I feel like they make the same pay. I feel like they're equally. I feel like they're financially the same. And I feel like a lot of black men figured that out. Hey. And that's why they're looking over there. Because they just want to live in a different neighborhood. You know? <laughs> they fucking the white girls for a different zip code? Yeah. 
They, you oh, know, because listen, so <laughs> we, we, we know, we know about the wage gap. Black women. Oh, we know. Black women know about the wage oh, gap. Oh, oh, we and know. And if you don't know about the black, the, the wage gap, you are not in close enough proximity to a black man that ain't much more impressive than you. Uh, Okay, not much more impressive. <laughs> Listen, girl, they they can be they can be way wacker. Like they, I'm telling you, they can bring way less to you. But I'm just saying, if you ever if you were ever in close proximity to a black man and you realize I got the same level of education, mm-hmm. however, he making like sixty thousand more than you. Okay, any day Child. of the week, y'all can do the same Child. thing. Let me just, I'm just, y'all got to pay attention. If y'all got some brothers who went to college or got some college or whatever, just go ask them how much they made. And then look how much you make. And you do the math. <laughs> you do the math. You can go ask five of them. Okay? Oh, shit. Ask them how much they make. Look how much you make. Okay? And then, and, then, and if you get both, no, go ask some white women how much they make. Oh, shit. Go ask them. Go ask them. Because guess what? Guess what? His his 180 works a lot better than her 120 opposed to your 50. I'm just saying, you get a whole lot further with your 120 and his 180, and when you only getting 50, I'm just saying, that's all I'm saying. Mm-mm. You get a little bit more. Mm-mm. Look at that income. You do the math. You do the math. You you do it. That's like 300 k plus, right? 120 your 180. Child, but y'all getting taxed to fuck. But whatever, <laughs> you you still getting you still getting another zip code. You still get approved. Well, why don't you, well, while you working on banging out the snow bunny, why don't you work on that credit score as well, so y'all can get a, a decent interest rate in the new zip code, dickhead. Well, Sorry, whatever. I'm just saying they can get, they can work on that. It's easy to work on that when you got all this extra income. That's also very true. So you can be mad, but it's just it's just the reality of things. Just do mm-hmm. the math. Do the math is all I'm saying, right? So we did take a chance and told you it's gonna possibly be some more twists up in here. B- back on the topic. But back on the topic. Oh, back gas. on the topic. <laughs> the gaslighting. On the attracting Oh no. way to go. Oh no. Way to How go. How could you? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Opposites attract. This is very true. Okay. I, but identicals don't think about magnets when that's they, true when they, they repel they repel they were they they will you okay so if you so if you had the misfortune of being with your identical i mean did you lasso them like did you trap them are you struggling to hold on to them while everything in the universe is trying to pull you apart damn is that what happened in some most relationships? They've worked so hard trying to get their exact match and everything is working against them mm so, because they don't need to be together, Mm-mm-mm-mm. is it like? It, and that is that couple that's always got some shit going. In my opinion, they're 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 um they're fire and gasoline. That's what they do. They just fuck with each other, but they can't stop fucking with each other. Hmm. Hmm. They have no moments of peace, Dang. but you can't peel them apart. They're Velcro for real. I don't know. I don't and know. I thought your relationships were supposed to be your place of peace, you know, and not saying that they're supposed to be unicorns and skittles and all that goofy shit. But all of the time, are skittles, so that you know. Anyway, I'm just messing with Carmen. <laughs> there's, there's no unicorns. I'm gonna throw this damn microphone at Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but we do get to have skittles anyway. But what, the, here's the thing, though. I feel like I feel like the peace in a relationship mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like a fairy tale. Oh. 
because and that's where you should never get married like i did okay. <laughs> get out of the fairy tale phase and make sure it's real because i feel like that feels like the fairy tale that is so easily broken because i feel like that peace is like imagined mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you know you're so high on this you know on you just own this romantic high that they can do no wrong so mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of just covering up all their mistake with this romantic haze and love haze and all that other stuff and then like when reality hits like something screwed up happens mm-hmm. whatever it is and you just kind of see them for who they are and you get to ask yourself questions you have to realize like was this was this piece an illusion child or was this like an actual piece that we were providing each other and honestly i feel like a new relationship cannot really gauge what a relationship is like Mm. and when you just meet somebody and y'all really into each other like y'all need more time i've heard somebody say don't marry somebody you're in love with because listen whoever said that is correct because i'm not to say that y'all don't need love but this in love state this in love state covers so much error and problem Right. You're just not you're just not using your logic. And I know love and logic are two different things. And that could be a whole nother topic. But I'm just saying, like, when you're in love, I don't think you're in reality. You're not. So therefore, you kind of have to get beyond that in love stage. And, you know, I've seen in my experiences that people who have had a genuine friendship, uh they have known each other for not a, a crazy long amount of time, but mm-hmm. maybe just have had a genuine friendship and have actually gotten to know one another, the good, bad, the ugly. I saw someone say, I don't know who, I don't know where, but they said something along the lines of, you shouldn't be with anybody that you wouldn't want to go into business with. Hmm. And they said that based off of, are they good with money? Do they make good decisions? You know, are they practical? So if you've got that plus the like, mm-hmm. the attraction, that I feel is what 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 contributes to the longevity mm-hmm. of a relationship. Because if you're just basing it all off of that honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. but you ain't checking a credit score, or oh. you're not checking, or you're not checking, you know how responsible they are in other aspects of their life, right? That's going to grow to something that you resent later on in the relationship. Possibly, possibly. Like, then like, he can't even balance the checkbook. Listen, like, so there are a lot of red flags that I feel like can make and or break you or yeah. whatever. I feel like I. I but honestly, only you know what those particular red flags are for you. For you personally. Because they're not the same for everyone. They're not the same for everyone. And so here's some things like I, I think that's good practical advice. Yeah. You know, marry somebody you would go into business with. Or would even consider because, you know, money and, and family don't always mix. The, we rarely see it work. <laughs> I, my thing is marry someone you admire. I like it. Not just because of their looks. Mm-hmm. Somebody you... The um, substance. Somebody you admire because, like you said, their substance, like the way they, you know, treat their family, the way they handle themselves at work, yeah, the yeah. way, you know, the the how the responsible they are, how they carry themselves day to day or whatever. Yeah. Somebody that you would take advice from. Okay. That. Come on, Ice Machine that <laughs> okay and that's what i think would be like the best advice because i feel like you know i feel like people 
ultimately at some point when they get to know you, mm-hmm. when y'all, when y'all see too much of each other's mistakes, you know, you do kind of judge, you know, when somebody falls short or whatever, we, we going to judge or whatever, but ultimately, you know, this person is solid to their core, mm. right? Because we cannot avoid all mistakes. You know, we will take risks. You have to take risks. That's, that's the only reason you're going to grow. But I feel like there's a lot of things like people can look at credit Are scores. Are we taking calculated risks though? Yes. You can look at credit scores or whatever and say, oh, no, I ain't going to be with this, but you know what all all it really all takes that can be rebuilt though all that can be rebuilt all it really takes is some focus and some direction but do or whatever you have the focus but listen so if some, we ain't got the focus damn that's true but some people just need the direction some people some people didn't have a, a solid financial upbringing so, i know i didn't i had to learn a I lot of shit i definitely did trial not and error i definitely did not all i knew was avoid credit at all costs or whatever so i literally had to build credit yeah like i remember you know getting out of college i mean getting out of uh, high school and getting the macy's card i didn't even ask for mm-hmm. or whatever and i every time i bought something i paid it off flat like i just knew stay away from credit and if you're gonna use it pay it off as soon as possible do not play yeah don't play that's all i knew yeah that's all i knew so i really didn't have credit but that was better than having a whole lot of bad credit you know okay so once once i got to the point to where you know i was able to you know start you know utilizing credit and you know taking care of it it was a whole different ball game because mm. you can get it can get out of hand listen let me talk to your credit <laughs> card companies for two seconds i'm sorry it's okay twist and turns in this episode it should be illegal <laughs> it should be it, look- it should be illegal to give anybody under the age of 21 access to credit cards. I, Crystal, I had so many credit cards when I, was, when I was 18, 19 years old. Victoria's Secret credit card. TJ Maxx credit card. Southwest Airlines credit card. I had them all. Do you hear me? It should be illegal. And for what? Because they know the foolish. For my whole paycheck to be going to fucking credit card bills. They're villains. That shit should be They are villains. Illegal. They are the big bad wolf. Send up in your grandmother's house. And this is how they get you. Oh, you've been paying your bill on time for six months. Let me give you $3,000 fucking dollars for no reason. Extra, because I want to trap you. You see what you I'm saying? You've been doing good, but I feel like you got some irresponsibility in you somewhere. And you know I got it. You know I got it. Yeah, it's real. Because I'm Big Bank Hank now. That's okay? how they do you. And that's, I'm fucking it off on everything. That's how they It should be illegal. You. But you know what? You, they don't get mad at you until you realize how to play their game. Listen. They crack it down on people who take advantage of them points like that. Like, oh, they, I know how to finesse the system. Now, she's um, got we, points. We, we know how to track. We have, she's got points. We have taken tons of free trips because of tons of free points. You understand? Like, we know what to do, too. But they mad. But it took me a long time, and, and I'm not afraid to, you know, to admit it. I struggled for a long time under thousands of dollars in right. credit card and, debt. And, and that's why I stopped here because I, I I want people like, while it is important to make sure you know where people are, where their credit standing is, I don't feel like that is necessarily a deal breaker. Now, I don't Are feel, we going to learn from it? Though? Are we going to learn from it? Now, I don't I don't mean that uh, take on her credit like that one couple from Married at First Sight. Shout, it. Shout out to Married at First Sight. They're coming back January 1st. You know we ready. However, oh, shit. how However, I'm not saying take on their fi- uh, credit, their credit. I'm saying, you know what? Say, you know what? I got the bills, boo-boo. Right. You get to focus on your credit. And you got six months. Yeah. To get it together. I mean. Easy. Huh? 
It don't take long. It, it don't really take don't. long. And I think at one point, Crystal, I probably had about 10 credit cards. Mm, and Jesus. now, um, you know, they say you're not supposed to close accounts, but I was like, fuck y'all. And so. Because yeah, it just reflects bad on your credit, but. I paid some of those. I paid them down. I think I'm down to like three. You know? I mean, I, so, I would pay them down and just stop using them. Like, I will take it out of my wallet. Yeah. And just be like, I don't see you. you out of sight, out of mind. diaries of a shopaholic? Nah. Girl, she put one of her credit cards. She froze it into a, a ice block and put that hole in the freezer. I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't go to that extreme, but I definitely, there are some, there's one particular one that I have and it's got a pretty decent line of credit on it. And I'll probably use it like four times a year just so that the account doesn't close. You know, I'll just try to keep it, keep a little bit of activity on it, a decent size purchase. And then you just, not I mean, and I'm, I'm, I, I think credit is a good thing. If it you, is. If you do, if you have a sense of control and I feel like it takes somebody to go crazy. Right. And I'm not a credit snob because my credit score was like negative three at one point. Okay? You a whole entire life. <laughs> okay. I have never heard of such. Look, my shit was like, what DL Hughley So You got to staple some shit to my credit report. Okay. So, um. It took me a long time to get there, so maybe maybe it did turn me into a snob a little bit. Yeah, but, but it's okay. It's important though. You worked you worked for that. Yeah, and I feel like this this is the type of thing I'm talking about. It takes mistakes. Yes, 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 yes. To to build character to get you where you need to be. Absolutely. So that's why you should not be looking for some perfection all the time. But if and, you ain't trying to help yourself, you you helpless. Look now. I mean, I ain't a fairy godmother around okay. this motherfucker. Okay? That's what I'm saying. And I mean, there is a certain level of it. Like, look, we we get to work together, but I don't I don't get to baby you. I don't get to take care of you. So do these men want baby? Do these men want babysitters? Do they I want a woman or do they want a babysitter? So let's get on the level of abuse. Okay. Let's, 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 <laughs> financial abuse. Shout out to Allstate. Ah, <laughs> let's get on the level of abuse because I feel like a lot of her posts was about abuse, mm-hmm. right? And, and there are different forms of abuse. And there's just different forms of abuse and who nobody deserves abuse. Nobody. Nobody deserves abuse. However, how does someone end up in an abusive relationship? Shit, you don't realize it till you're there. Speaking from experience, you look up one day and you be like, well, I'll be damned. And, 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 and you know, how every fuck to, did I let this happen? Right. And to <laughs> me, for me personally, I don't, um, I don't believe that everything needs to have an answer. Okay. I simply believe that we go through experiences mm-hmm. to learn from them. For sure. Period. Point blank. You know, and so when while. you know better, you do better. And so while every experience is not a good experience, it, it took you from a bad experience to a better place. You understand? Agreed. So it was a vehicle of sorts. Agreed. And we might not like the vehicle, but I feel like a lot of us will never learn unless... Everybody got to get in a Pinto every once in a while. Everybody. <laughs> Can't just jump straight to the Bugatti. Listen. <laughs> we need the jalopy first. The jalopy before the Bugatti. Okay? <laughs> All the, right. needs to be a shirt. Okay? Yes. It's our shirt. Okay? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like, I, I can't, like, I cannot find a, a, a reason for why somebody got abused. Because I understand that it has to be a very tormenting place, especially mm-hmm. if you do not know how to remove your, your remove yourself. Mm-hmm. And so this woman, I feel like she's coming from a place of, y'all got me thinking I'm attracting the abuser into mm. my life. But we do have to look at what we do to ourselves. And we need to take an honest look about what are you attracted to, dear? 
What are you attracted to? What What are you doing to yourself? Mm. How do you abuse yourself? Mm. Okay. Are you somebody who, you know, you know how I say that some people can only function in chaos? Send me moonlight. Oh, I, we don't know it personally, but maybe you can only function in chaos. So that's what you're attracting. Okay. Maybe let, let, let's talk. Maybe you are a, 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 a drug addict. Okay. That's a form of abuse to Absolutely. yourself personally. Um, maybe you are an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. That's a form of abuse to yourself. Shout out to Hennessy. Personally, maybe you um, starve yourself. That's a form yeah. of abuse to yourself personally. What if you are a cutter? Mm-hmm. That's a form of abuse to yourself personally. There's a lot of ways that we abuse ourselves mm-hmm. that we don't take ownership for. And we take it very lightly. And then we, we encounter these people who bring the abuse full circle mm. to where it's apparent to us, maybe just so we can see what we're doing to ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a different way. So while you might not have bruises on your eye because somebody, cause you know, you don't have anybody punching you, you internally are bruising yourself. You know, like you're doing things to yourself that are keeping you from your right. better self. Like you staying in toxic relationships, staying in toxic relationships, staying at toxic job places. Ooh. <laughs> you know you know places of work i mean i feel like everything can be toxic but i also saw, yeah. saw something the other day that said you know you are responsible for yourself quit quit assigning things to be toxic in your life like you made that choice mm. so are you toxic because you made that choice so I mean, listen there's a lot of, you can, like what you like and maybe you just like things that aren't that great for you right you 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 are attracted to something that can possibly harm you does that mean you are your harm? No, it just means you do not make decisions to keep yourself safe. Mm. Now, I am very big on being equally yoked and I don't necessarily, I don't have a problem with security, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to take security over love. Mm. That's not, that's not, I'm not that girl. Would I take security over love? You know what, Crystal? <laughs> I think I would. Uh, hey, you know what? I I, I do not <laughs> take security over love. By no means that means I will risk life and limb for love. That don't mean that. I'm just not. I do not. I don't feel security suffices the love that I need to feel. Right, right, okay? right, right, right. I mean, I would love to be financially secure. I would love to be, you know, I, I would love to feel like this man would never do anything wrong to hurt this relationship. That's all fine. That's all good. But ultimately, I want to feel like I truly love this person. Mm. I need that love. Like, I live off that love. That's 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 my lifeline. That love. Now, I do not, I me personally, I don't want anything else. I prefer that over everything else. I like it. That's beautiful. Seriously. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. But that that's just how I see it. But I understand some people pick security over love. And so I don't want to be moonlight. Usually folks after second marriages are usually for security. <laughs> Your first one for love. They be like, what's love got to do? Come on. Got to do with hey. it. What's love but, but a second hand emotion? What's love? They be like, what? I don't need this. I don't right. need that. Exactly. I just I just need to be good, okay? I just need to be good. <laughs> and so, and that's and I understand that too. I yeah. get that. You know, maybe life hasn't given me the experience where no, I no, feel no, that no. way. You found the right top. You good. Okay, and I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. good. So, you know, just accept it as whether you want to see me as perfect or limited. However you like to look at it, okay? Look, don't go there. But I'm good. Don't don't go to the limited. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. But, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Anyway, moving right along. I feel like some people, um, yeah, take risks. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And um, I, I feel like they are the um, risk takers. Like they are the bungee jumpers mm. in life. They are the the skydivers in life. Oh, skydivers. They are the mountain climbers. Like they know that death is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they get that adrenaline. Rush. They get that adrenaline rush, and that's how they that's how they play with so, their heart. Would that be a form of abuse? Constantly chasing the adrenaline of new relationship, new infatuation, new. I know he's not necessarily, or she's not necessarily on the right side of the tracks, but there's just something like chasing a rush, right? I, I feel like that is a form of a, a, a addiction. Okay. Of some sort, maybe yeah. maybe if we can't categorize it as abuse, it's definitely an addiction mm-hmm. of some sort, which ultimately may be something you abuse, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, while semi moonlight is being really, really like, like don't don't call it this because that's gaslight. People don't also want to accept that you reap what you sow, and, and that's another way. Oh, that's another way of attracting. So you speak on this. I believe that and a part of me during that time where I was really like really trying I thought to myself I'm reaping what I sow and I, I think I, I felt like I was catching karma from a like a like maybe my first or second like serious relationship where I when I told you when I tell you I dogged this man out listen. like he would have lassoed the moon for me do you hear me <sighs> And I fucked him over completely. Okay. And so for a while, I was like, "This is what the fuck you get." Hey, and I and I, <laughs> and I feel like once once that idea enters your mind, I feel like you're getting the lesson. Yeah, yeah. You're like, "Hey, let me just calm down." Uh huh. And and I feel like people don't want to accept that level of attraction. Yeah. Like you are attract. You did it. You reaping what you saw. Yeah. What you plant is what you grow. Seven years of bad luck. Damn it. Listen, this is this is how it works. Like every you get everything. It comes full circle. And that's why I say, if you don't want it back, don't do it. Mm. And everything I do, I can handle. Listen, if I dish it, you better know I can take it tenfold, okay? Yeah. If I if I participate in it, I want it back. Yeah. I want it back. Okay? I'm requesting it, so to speak. Okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So understand. Under please, if y'all know nothing else about me, mm. understand that. All right, y'all. See, I don't treat people like they can't handle what's real. That's mm. not where I live. I live in a place where what I'm giving you is what you can handle. It ain't too hard for you. You got what it takes, right? Mm. If you don't, and I'm wrong, my bad. <laughs> Sorry for you. I ain't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Despite popular beliefs, yeah, I, I ain't perfect. Yeah, but yeah. That's yeah. that's where I am. That's where I live. So maybe maybe there's some reapage going on reapage. in in in, in semi moonlight's post. And if that is what's happening, sis, I feel you on a spiritual level because, like I said, you before, ain't a bad person. I just made a bad decision. You just made a bad decision. You see what I'm saying? Young and stupid and just using people uh-huh. and abusing people. Uh-huh. You know, emotionally. Uh huh. And when I really wanted it for myself, it was like, mm, 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 mm-hmm. and and just to bring it back, <laughs> and just to bring it back mm-hmm. full circle, the chickens are coming to roost, child. Okay, all the fucking chickens, all, all the, hens. the chickens are coming back to roost. So while you might have helped people, 
Mm. You also harmed people. Yes. Harvey is coming back. And that, and, and shout out to Hover Around. Go see the Grand Canyon in your Hover Around. Just make sure you charge that bitch up first. You don't want to be stranded. <laughs> you remember the Hover Around commercials? I know you remember the Hover Around commercials. Listen. They come on about 2.33 in the morning. See, I tell people when, you, when you're up there late, you need to be mindful. <laughs> Get in the comments. I know I'm not the only person that saw them I, Hover Around I know commercials. There, I know there are things I just cannot place my brain, my memory on a commercial or whatever. But yeah. There's a little white woman in her little Hover Around on the cliff, on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Stranded. Now she's looking up at the camera like, yeah. Girl. And I was like, you better be careful. Don't turn that little dial to rabbit and your ass slide off into the damn uh, <laughs> Grand Canyon real fast. That's hard. You got to keep it on the turtle. Girl. And exciting at the same time so, okay. for the risk takers. Right. You know, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I mean, like, I, I feel like in, in everything, we can look at it a certain way. For sure. But I feel like our lessons are when we, you know, don't remove ourselves from the punishment we deserve. Mm. Nobody wants to accept their punishment. Like, don't don't try to remove you yourself from that. You gotta keep the same that. energy, man. You you gotta understand. It, it's just it's it's just the way the world ebbs and flows. Okay, okay? it's the way it works. Okay. Now, I mean, I get it. You might not want to experience it, but you can learn from everything. You 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 win or you learn. Period. Period. And I mean, because I'm a nerd a little bit, mm. kind of sometimes. I mean, we have to think about like ripples. You throw that rock into the pond and you see those ripples, mm-hmm. but eventually the surface levels off. Mm-hmm. So you just got to ride this little wave until the equilibrium, the until the equilibrium mm-hmm. of your universe comes back and then things can kind of just move forward from there. But until equilibrium is met, Look, uh, you you can you can post it on uh, Twitter. <laughs> you can post it on Instagram. You can get four thousand, fourteen k, twenty five hundred thousand, two million likes on your post. But the the fact remains the same mm. that you reaping what you sow. Mm. Reaping season, baby. Okay, okay. Uh, that's uh, it, uh. and that's all. And to you, I say, thank you and good night. <laughs> you have just listened to the reigning opinions podcast with your hosts carmen and crystal be sure to visit our social media pages to join the conversation access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content If you love the Reigning Opinions podcast, we love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. The Reigning Opinions podcast can also be found on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Reigning Opinions podcast would love to let your opinion reign. If you would like to respond to anything from today's episode call or text our opinion line at 972-729-9381. See you at the next episode.